0: Bye. Heidi Hellitzer. How the hell are you?
1: I'm pretty swell. It's Stone Cold Steve Austin Day, so mm. what's not
0: to love? All right. First thing first, happy 316. Taking a drink. Ah, I heard it. I heard it.
1: Oh, it doesn't want to go. There we go. <laughs> my favorite, Happy 316.
0: One of my favorite Stone Cold moments was we were actually watching it live that night. Uh, the night that Stone Cold was hunting down Booker T's ass, and uh, Booker T was uh, the old man's man at the moment. And Stone Cold was backed by Ric Flair. And, oh uh, hell yeah! And they didn't know where where you know where where Austin was. Where's Austin? Just tell where the hell. <laughs> and uh, Flair's laughing his ass off, and it's the infamous um, the infamous grocery store scene.
1: <laughs> oh, fantastic!
0: Yes. Yes, we were watching it live that night, and when he snuck up behind Booker T, and like he's just like eating cereal, and, shit. <laughs> and just <laughs> he, he just, just, just lose it. pops the beards.
1: <laughs> yeah, like what's what's not to love? So it's it's interesting, actually. Kind of like on a, a side note of that, I fucking love Stone Cold, but like I um I got into wrestling at a weird time. Like I I knew about it like as a kid, played the video games and stuff, but I never like really watched it, and then I. Found it on TV in like 2012, 2013, something like that. And so like when um, I started watching older wrestling, my first introduction – to like I knew who Stone Cold was, but I started watching like (laughs) Steve Austin, like Hollywood Blonde's Steve Austin. So watching that whole evolution was pretty freaking fantastic.
0: That's one of my favorite things about the uh, the, the WWE game that he's on the cover of. You have to fight your way through his career.
1: Yes, I actually haven't played that.
0: Oh, Which so, one is that? Uh, I think it's 2016. Oh, cool! I, I think it's. I gotta look that up while we're talking. I gotta like double check that. But no, that you have to fight your way through through his career. Uh, unfortunately, they they heavily edit out. Uh, you know the Austin 316 speech. It, you know I don't think they say ass. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so not genuine at all.
0: Yeah, I mean, like the the man. Is a saint to me. Like I was telling, uh, I was telling Big Guns the other day uh, that uh, I used to have dreams about him coming to my school and just stunning everyone. That like I hated. <laughs> <laughs> it's and, a pretty uh, sweet dream. It it. Uh, I've had some like. Do you ever see that movie Sidekicks back in the day? I have not. Where Jonathan Brandis is constantly daydreaming about being best friends with Chuck Norris, and like he's like, <laughs> and his his daydreams are like they they fully acted out like when they're like. They're in the Old West, like, they're in Vietnam coming out of the Viet Cong water, like, with machine guns. That's how I used to think about Stone Cold. <laughs> I,
1: I love it. That's fantastic. Well, I love it so much.
0: Well, be, because it's, uh, dude, it's, I think it's free on YouTube if you ever get bored. It's a phenomenal movie. It's a complete ripoff of The Karate Kid, but just add Chuck Norris into it. Like, he's... Oh, perfect. He's getting beat up all the time, and then he starts learning karate, and then he... He tries to join the the tournament, and unfortunately, they're one person shy. And the, naturally, the the evil dojo is ruled by a guy who hates Chuck Norris with a passion. And Chuck Norris just happens to be at the show. For, <laughs> what a coincidence! Yeah, it's it's an awesome movie. But uh, while we're on the topic, tell me some more about your favorite Stone Cold moment since it's a three sixteen day.
1: Oh God, probably the Zamboni you know so like the the favorite moment of everyone um that and just the moment where he rolls down the entrance ramp on a fucking office chair i i just i just love it i love it so much
0: i'd say my favorite moment is when they were trying to convince him to become old school stone cold again and it was the uh it was the they were it was the WCW guys versus uh, and the ECW guys versus the the WWE guys and everyone all the the wb guys are getting their asses kicked and JR's is like we need Austin now where is he <laughs> and then all of a sudden this truck like zooms up behind like behind the venue and like uh like uh crash holly's getting the dog shit kicked out of him and then stone cold comes out with a half of pool cue and fights his way to the ring and stuns like 15 dudes and wins it for everyone it was just it it's it's if you haven't seen it it's the biggest pop you will ever see i it, there's well, nothing like it
1: it's amazing to me because, like, it, obviously, like the injury and everything impacted his career. But just, you know, not not even thinking about all of that, the fact that that guy he could go, like, he could work his ass off, and he managed to get a gimmick over where all he has to do is like brawl yep. and do a stunner and, and flip the bird. Mm-hmm. That's that's amazing. Like, anytime you can get yourself over by doing. Not that he didn't do little, but you know what I mean? Like relatively in the grand scheme of things, not a ton of stuff. And you're getting this huge pop from the audience. Hell yeah.
0: People don't even notice that you're not even wrestling anymore. (laughs) You're just drinking. No.
1: (laughs) They're just into it. Everyone's losing their mind because he's drinking a couple brewskis, which I I wish people reacted like that when I drank brewskis. That's the dream.
0: I was actually debating what shirt I should wear uh, when I interview you and I was like, you see, I've got my, what, my, my old, old, what shirt. And I used to have a three sixteen shirt, but I get, I traded it for, I traded it at WrestleMania in new Orleans. Um, uh, what, like two and a half years ago, almost three. And I traded it with this German dude named Sven who was, re- who is wrestling for WXW and was at the time being trained by Walter. Oh, nice! And he and had so a, terrifying. Yeah, he was he was awesome. We had a full blown match in our hostel room. I mean, like we're <laughs> we're still good buddies. Like he taught me how to bump on concrete. I mean, we'd been drinking oh. like crazy. And um and uh, he traded I traded my Stone Cold three sixteen shirt for his Walter shirt, and uh, I think it was a great trade. But I was thinking, what should I wear because I'm interviewing Heidi Hallitzer? <laughs> I can wear my. I've got one really special shirt, it's a good luck shirt. And uh if you ever see me wearing it, it's like a special, special occasion. That's I'm wearing my, my black Craft Colt uh uh when they were into wrestling in uh Yeah. It's got the pentagram on the front and uh but on the back it says um I'm not sure I hope I don't offend you, uh but I'm not sure. Is it the really goddess fake feels-
1: wrestling is real one?
0: Yep. God is yeah. That's that's my that's the that's the shirt I'm wearing. So that's I, I picked it for good luck uh, in case I pissed you off and I could you know divert the situation. I am situation. very scary. <laughs> oh, Heidi Halitzer. I mean, you're naming yourself after like German artillery. So <laughs>
1: hell yeah, bringing in the big guns and the bad puns, baby.
0: Oh, it makes me happy, and uh, dude. Uh, Abaddon had nothing but good things to say. Like, the primary reason, uh, other than obviously I wanted you on the show, is one of the great gimmicks that I've had to this show since I started it was that uh, nine times out of ten, if I contact you, it's because the last person I interviewed put you over like crazy.
1: That's right. That's because Abaddon knows what's good for her.
0: <laughs> you, guys, you guys have had a lot of matches. Uh How's oh God! That, We've that, had
1: so many matches. How's
0: that tête-à-tête go, man? I mean, like you getting to learn each other pretty well, or oh shit! It's so it's good and it's bad. So so it's
1: on on one hand, it's awesome because you don't get that same kind of like pre-match anxiety when it's someone you've worked a bunch of times. Um, and it makes it easier. You like, you know, kind of each other's move sets. You know what the other person um, likes to do, what they don't like to do, what they're really good at taking, what they're really good at giving. So, you, so it makes it it makes it fun to put the match together. The thing that sucks is for the audience, like when they've seen you wrestle each other like eighty times. Uh, at the end of the day, no matter how creative you try to get, it's still kind of the same match. Um, so that's that's one thing we've like struggled with a lot. Is like, shit, how do we how do we make this feud cool? Cause man, we've wrestled each other a bunch of times. How long have you guys known each other? Uh, so I met Monica when she started at Rocky mountain pro. I started training, I guess two or three months before her. Oh, sorry. Abaddon, um, <laughs> two, three months before she did. Um, and we met at Rocky mountain pro started wrestling together. Um, and yeah, we hit it off really well. One of the reasons I joined Rocky mountain pro is, uh, my now husband and I were relatively new to Colorado, and um I wanted to you know we both wanted to make friends and uh it's hard when you move to a whole new state and uh yeah, found rocky mountain pro and and that worked out really well I mean being all the girls there that have come and gone are all still we're all really tight we've got a group message that just never ends and is constantly blowing up on Facebook, so that's
0: always fun Where did you move from uh I am from Houston, Texas. Houston, Texas, right on. One of my best friends lives there. I have not gotten to go and I've been promising her for like 15 years that I'll go. I did make it to her wedding, but what we brought you out to, what brought you out to Colorado? Just uh, you and your, were you, you and your husband together at the time?
1: Yeah. So um, we'd been dating for, I guess, two years or so at the time, but um, uh, we decided, so I was working in oil and gas, steel industry um, back in Houston and That's wasn't it. like loving it or anything. It's the main uh,
0: <laughs> there, right? As, sorry, go ahead. It's the main industry there, right?
1: Yeah. Oil and gas all day long. Um, I mean just every corner, it's like there's some kind of corporation there. Um, so lots of jobs there. Money's good, all that. But let me warn you, if you ever go to Houston about 10 months out of the year, you walk outside and you immediately have swamp ass. Like it's, (laughs) it's terrible. Like you walk outside and you're like, cool, I need to shower again because I'm disgusting. Um, yeah. So it's really sweaty. There's not a lot to do outside um, unless you want to like play golf. Um, not that there's anything wrong with that. Uh, lots of good places to eat. But, yeah, terribly hot. Um, lots of mosquitoes, cockroaches. The traffic is awful. I really like being from Houston. Don't get me wrong. The uh, hip-hop culture is super cool. The food is great. But, man, um, we wanted to live somewhere where you know you can go do outdoor things, and it's really nice most of the year. So started looking for uh, – for a job just out of state and in pretty places. And, uh, luckily found a job with a company that, uh, relocated us and yeah, got us here in January of 2018.
0: That's awesome. and really, that makes me happy that you guys made such a good choice together. Uh, one of my favorite things about life in general is seeing like actual happy couples. And, uh, I was, uh, cause when I first, uh, when I, I saw photos of your wedding, didn't realize it was your wedding like months ago because uh, Abaddon was posting some photos. <laughs> yep. And uh, I was like, damn, that must have been a damn good party. And um, so that, that's awesome. Now, um, so you get to Colorado, and then all of a sudden you just decide to be a wrestler. Uh, how does that happen?
1: Okay. So (laughs) because it's a podcast, you get the, you get the long story of how Heidi Howitzer came to be. Um, so, uh, said husband actually, when he's been wrestling for like the last 11 years, something like that. Um, so when we started dating in Houston, he was actually an active wrestler, uh, which is great because I actually, um, so we met online dating, but a year before that, I was at a VFW hall wrestling show. Shocker with two of my big old Mark friends. Not that I'm not a Mark, but they're like
0: super Marks.
1: Oh yeah, <laughs> they they know their shit. Mm-hmm. And um, I was you know fangirling and heckling the wrestlers because I I've, I've always been just the the you know heckling asshole in the audience if I'm not wrestling, um, which really just translates to my character. Um, I, thought, but, <laughs> I thought
0: this was America. Right. Right.
1: <laughs> Get red, white, and bruised, bitch. Um, but, but, yeah, they uh, – so I saw the show, everything, and Alex was actually my, – my husband was actually on the show. And uh, a year later, we connected on online dating, and I sent a message to my – and he had, like, mentioned he was a wrestler. I sent a message to my Mark buddies and, like, LOL, I'm going out with this wrestler. Life is so weird. What is this? And they're like, yeah, that was that guy you were, like – fangirling over last year. Like, I didn't connect the dots. They did.
0: So, you know, that's that's awesome. Um, you, row so, three, seat 16. I heard you talking shit.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, like, scrolled back in my Instagram and saw, like, a video I had taken from that uh, from that show, like, a year ago. So I'm like, hey, man, you're just as sketchy as I am. That's awesome. Not really. I'm, I'm way worse. Um, but, yeah, so we uh, – he was doing, like, Booker T's R.O.W. out there, um, Inspire – no shit. Uh, That's awesome. Yeah, he was actually tag team champions for a while. Uh Alex Rains was his worker name in in Texas with uh Ryan Davidson down at ROW. Um and so like I always liked going to the shows, it was fun. Um had a good time but never really had any like intention of of learning granted the the nearest school was like a good hour hour and a half drive and in houston with traffic it's just even worse yeah. um but we we moved to to denver and uh he had kind of decided to like quasi retire from wrestling for a while and just just kind of stop um he was getting kind of burnt out on it anyway. anyway. He he'd be doing it for like a decade so we moved here and we were here for about like six months or so until i had a a few too many brewskis one day. And nice. I was like, Hey, don't laugh at me, but I really want to learn how to wrestle. we have been watching, watching a lot of like old WCW thunder and stuff. So I'm like, I think I can handle this.
0: Beautiful.
1: <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So we found Rocky mountain pro and he was like, okay, well if, if you're going to do it, I'll do it too. So, uh, the fans may know him as Austin Reddick. So that's, that's my husband. Um, and, uh, yeah, that I, I started. Uh, we we linked up with Matt, Mr. Mercury Matt Yaden at Rocky Mountain Pro, did a little tryout, and stayed for the training afterwards, which I was sore for like forever. It sucked, uh, and and the rest is history, I guess.
0: No, that ma- that makes me happy. Like uh, in the wrestling business, from like I'm I'm one of those. Like I'm not trying to talk about myself. I just want to put it in perspective. I'm one of those. I'm one of those smart marks that, like four years ago, tried to talk wrestling with you, and you didn't watch New Japan Pro. I wanted nothing to do with you. And um, one of the things that I've learned so uh, I really like right now is that um, the Colorado environment is—it's not too clicky, but there's 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 ways in as long as you're good and you know how to walk the walk. Same, like show up in a suit. Obviously, you know, don't talk shit about people, but when you hear consistently good things from literally every single person that mentions their name, Matt Yaden is like a god to, <laughs> among these guys. Uh, not that you guys like bow down to him like that, but holy shit, does he take good care of you? Yeah,
1: yeah. No, I mean they – Rocky Mountain Pro offers a a really nice training facility. Like even if you don't take any of the other opportunities or the platform into consideration, I mean the ring alone that you get to train in at Rocky Mountain Pro is fantastic. Legit
0: legit tall boy. Yeah. ropes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 I'm very proud of myself. I get to come in um, between the top and the second rope. I did – actually I did the Micromania tour, so midget wrestling with – with a couple of the girls, uh, Abaddon and and uh, Ronnie Winter, the Ice Queen, and um, I was really hoping because the ring's so small, I could like finally go over the top rope, but it wasn't to be.
0: How did you start paying your dues? I mean, obviously you're setting up the ring. I mean, like uh, anything that sticks out.
1: Uh, let's worked merch table. Oh, I worked the camera a lot for Rocky Mountain Pro when I first started. So, um, doing roaming cam for uh, for the show. Right. So a lot of that, um, I was also like, I, so, so I mean, I, you'll, you'll hear from some people, a lot of people are like modest and stuff when they say this, but man, I was really bad for a long time. I'm like, I'm still not great by any means, but I was what, what they call in the business, the drizzling shits. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, so I mean, it was, it was a lot. So if you watch like old Rocky Mountain, pro, I say old Rocky Mountain pro, like, Late 2018 was when they first started giving me any kind of, like, visible uh, showtime or anything, and I was just managing Chongo. Um, so my, my background, which is <laughs> a task in and of itself, let me tell you. Um, but I uh, my background before this, I actually I, I power lift competitively and do strongman. So I'm strong, cool, um, but I am not very agile or coordinated or any of those things that are good for sports
0: <laughs> um,
1: so so a lot of what i would do when i first started is like okay hey you're gonna go you know accompany chango to the ring and then like you're gonna run in and like i power bombed my husband through a table at a rack house show once that was pretty sweet um, so i'd go do like That's some feet love. of strength and then go hide back behind the curtain because yikes <laughs> um, but yeah no a lot of uh I I was a manager for a while before or I guess a yeah, manager handler whatever for a while before I even started wrestling. Um and and when I wasn't wrestling, yeah, I was normally working a camera for the for the most
0: part was is is one, was one of your cuz I I I wrestled in high school. And I I was drizzling shits too. I think the only guy I ever beat was this one skinny dude and he wrestled for the Christian school and <laughs> and you, you know what that a nerd. Yeah, I know right. <laughs> And the only way I always uh, ever beat him was because I would cheat. I would like – I would I'd get him down and I would start rubbing my chin in his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> or – Or you're Yeah, or, or I – just told me. I'd have a thumb in his armpit like when I'm trying to pin him. <laughs> yeah. So, that, that did not feel good. Yeah. That, no, that sucks. But my problem uh, was that I was thinking too much and Stone Cold always said, if you're thinking, you're stinking.
1: Oh, man. Do I stink? <laughs> <laughs> that was that was a long time. Like getting out of your head, man. That is so hard. I didn't um it's actually a joke so uh Alex calls me Heidi Howitzord because like for the first like six months of wrestling I didn't bend my knees. Like that's the first thing to go when I get nervous, is my legs just lock right up. Mm-hmm. I wrestled uh Priscilla Kelly like about a month ago at the Last Respect Show, and she was trying to put my legs into some like some hold. Uh, and she had to like slap the shit out of my, my thigh. Cause I just went eh! <laughs> and, like had a panic moment and everything just like locked right up. Um, so yeah, yeah. I, I identify with that statement.
0: Yeah. And, and if you're thinking you're stinking now, you're, you're out of your head now. Uh, what was, what was the moment when, when it came together? Because it's, it's come together. I've seen, I've seen footage.
1: There's proof. Uh, it, it exists. Uh, the truth I, is out there. I Though, um, you. So it's it's interesting. Um, so aside from the uh, the powerlifting and stuff, my other thing, I I, I I'm a classically trained tuba player. So um, which is weird, but here you go. Uh, so I'm a classically trained tuba player. So I was like, I've been a performance person for forever, and I can definitely pinpoint the moment with like playing tuba where. I was able to get out of my own head and just perform and put out a product that, Hey, this is how I hear it in my head. This is what I want it to sound like. Um, with wrestling, that was definitely not the case. It was not like a, Hey, this is how I see this happening. And this is just going to happen this way organically. I'm just going to let it go. And and we're good. Um, honestly, what, what really happened for me and when I kind of started to put the pieces together, um, and Abaddon will say the same thing. Um, the LockHat's locker room, for like as long as I've been a part of it, uh, with with more girls or less girls, we're always – everyone's super neurotic. We're all big bags of anxiety, and it, it kind of came to the point where I was like, okay, <laughs> one of us has to like be the, the, the calm in this storm. Like one of us has to be able to keep their shit together in a match. Um, so really it, it kind of came to be with, okay, well, Heidi's the one who can remember – Stuff during the match. I'm the one who can keep talking throughout it, whether I'm executing it well or not. I can remember what we're supposed to be doing. Um, So it was a lot of me kind of talking to the other girls in the matches, Um, and especially like when um, Ronnie Winter and Trina, the Galactic Goddess, came on, and they they I'm I'm basically I'm the one everyone puts the the greener girls with i'm the one who takes everyone through their first matches and it's because i mean for whatever reason uh, (laughs) either to my detriment or not um i can focus on what i need to get them to be doing rather than what i need to be doing myself and it helps take me out of my own head and just do the thing so
0: you're so you're a natural leader you just didn't know it
1: hey yeah that's terrifying
0: (laughs) i mean like that's the that's the that's one of the true callings of a leader is when they step up at the right moment, and without saying I'm the leader, I'm Leonardo. Um, that that makes me happy hearing that because that's 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 the sign of a of a good person and also a good wrestler. Um, when um, this whole virus broke out, and I kept seeing that you know shows were getting canceled. At first, I was like, great, they're taking care of the boys, and then I and then, and, and the girls. Sorry, um, but um, then I realized, oh shit. We ain't getting paid. Yeah. We yeah, ain't getting it's, paid.
1: It's nuts.
0: And I was so bummed out because I actually had the, uh, I could never make it to a Respect Women's show, but the, the one that was coming up that just got postponed was postponed. And I was so bummed out about that all day long. Um, you and me both.
1: <laughs> and it, it, it sucks because, like, so I, got, I was on the Triple L show on Friday too, and it got postponed. And uh, Nick Gossert um, is amazing. I can't say enough wonderful things about him as a promoter um and and I know it really hit him really really hard having to do to to postpone not only the triple l show but the upcoming respect show
0: that's his is that his baby the Nick's uh, respect womens wrestling that he's is it's him and yaden right
1: Yep. Yep. And yeah, it's, it's really, uh, it's, it's their love child and and Gossard's really done an amazing job of, I mean, one thing I love about respect among a lot of things, I, I can't say uh, it's my favorite show by far. I freaking love it. Um, but it gives us a platform to, so like I just mentioned, you know, I've been tasked a lot with taking, um, newer girls through, through matches when I'm, you know, only a year and a half in myself. Um, one thing that's fantastic about Respect is Nick brings in these these girls who are – girls, women who are already names and they know exactly what they're doing. They're vets and man, having that match with like Priscilla Kelly last month where I could be like, please take care of me yeah. hold my hand. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing was amazing. You guys so had, yeah, I can't say enough good things about all that.
0: You guys had Thunder Rosa and uh, – Hell fucking, yeah. And, and dude, she's my favorite on NWA right now. Oh my god, she's yeah. my favorite. Yeah, uh, she's
1: the tits. So when Alex was wrestling down in Texas tits, actually. Too. Yeah. When Alex was wrestling down in Texas, I got to see her uh down there and I actually met her at a Rye seminar last January. Um and it was oh, I love her so much. I um so when I I met her uh or, what I, you know, I, I saw her at Respect. She, like, remembered me from, like, one time she'd met me a year ago. And I was like, oh, you're so nice. And then she beat the shit out of me at the end of the, push the, <laughs> the feet down, which is great. But yeah, she's a sweetheart. Um, I can't say enough good things about Thunder Rosa. Like, uh, don't get me wrong. Like, all the women we've had in at the Respect locker room have been fantastic. But Thunder Rosa's the bomb. She's like, when are you coming to San Antonio? You can sleep on my couch. And I'm like, I love you.
0: I'll be there next week. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I will be there next week. Now, I took one gender studies class in college, so I feel I'm completely qualified to talk about it. <laughs> of course. <laughs> um, I'll, I have a story for you all uh, uh, when we do the Festival of Friendship uh, in a couple of weeks. Um, but only only when we start because I just want to make you guys laugh and break the ice. But um, – <laughs> oh. Sorry, I'm just thinking about that story. I'm not laughing at you or anything. <laughs> the when it comes when it comes down to a respect women's wrestling show or a women's wrestling show, I've got a few few specific questions. Uh, one of them is: Is it a good thing that it is being run by a man? Because this was a male dominated, and I, I hesitate to say that it's still a very uh, men's club. Oh, it's, it's 100% a boys club, yeah. Is a brothers it, club. It's a brothers club. Now, uh, so do you think it's a good thing that the, that there's two guys running it right now to make sure that you guys can get over the pitfalls of it and avoid the things that they know you need to avoid or just keep those assholes away? Um, or do you, would you eventually want to see more women taking the control, not over respect women's wrestling, but just over wrestling in general?
1: Yeah. So I think it, so that's an excellent question. Um, and, and so on two, two notes on that. So one having, uh, men running respect. And then as far as seeing like women doing this with their own promotions, um, I think we're finally at a place with women's wrestling where we're going to start seeing that, which is fantastic. I mean, if you look at like Faye Jackson has her great sweatpants battle Royale go well, or, you know, postponed because Oh God, coronavirus. But, right. but you know, so stuff like that, like, which everyone's super pumped for i mean it looks it's gonna be hilarious but also fantastic and um with with social media so not only social media but women's wrestling becoming more of a thing being taken more seriously um women are able to make that stuff happen and it's fantastic and we do have a lot of counterparts now in wrestling a lot of men who who are taking you seriously as a woman i mean that being said i was on a a show in the middle of nowhere not too long ago where a lovely gentleman um in of course Confederate flag tights walked up to my my good brother during my match and was like, "Oh, I've never seen a two women wrestle like that. It's pretty hot." And, you know, they could do all the thing the thing the men can now and I'm like, I wanted to be like, "Man, your bar must be really low cuz this was not a good match." Yeah. But uh, you, you also you're going to get the guys like that, but For the most part, it's, it's really not like that anymore. Um, again, like I already said, I can't say enough good things about Gossert. Like he really, um, he really supports all of the women and he does a fantastic job at, um, and I think a lot of it is due to his previous relationships with uh, wrestlers through Triple L. Um, he does a really good job of bringing those girls back in and, um, and it's nice because you get to share a locker room with them and uh Nick's very respectful of everything. I mean he's hardly in your hair at all outside of just saying, Hey, here's the booking, go have fun, make me money. Right. <laughs> um, so it's yeah, it's good.
0: Yeah, because even with uh even with just my ear to the ground and people forget that I'm a reporter, um, I've only heard nothing but fair things about about the gentleman you're speaking of. Uh I have not heard of like not getting paid or or oh. or, or getting paid less and and that's something i'm actively listening for because I, it's not because i want to expose things no oh man, um,
1: yeah indie wrestling is it's a mess yeah when it it comes it, to I,
0: that. I don't want to expose anything that's not that's not my gimmick here that's not that's not the whole reason that this even exists at all and and it's it's really just to put over wrestlers and um i, I listen for those things because i want to know who i can talk to who i should should not talk to and uh Y- y'all have been pretty good at giving me the, the wink-wink, nudge-nudge, you know what I mean, you know what I mean, uh, <laughs> uh, every, every now and then. Um, question about I, – I, I try to ask all the the women I've interviewed and unfortunately it's only been two, uh, Lilith and Abaddon. Mm-hmm. But when it comes down to it, do you want to be known as a lady wrestler or a woman's wrestler or do you just want to be known as a wrestler?
1: No, I want to be known as a wrestler. I mean I'm I'm a lady and I'm a wrestler but mm-hmm. like – that's tricky though too because I want to be like yay girl power like I'm a lady wrestler but I I think you know what I mean by I guess delineating that Um, I'm a wrestler who is also a lady Um, so that's that's cool
0: (laughs) now and and I like the fact that you use the word lady because I use the word lady very specifically now I could say women's wrestling but if I say if I if I treat you like a lady I'm not opening the door because I want to bone you I'm opening the door because I'm trying to (laughs) Cause like, Poppy. and that, that's a hard thing to really do now. Cause like you open the door for someone, like, I have a boyfriend like, bitch, I'm just trying to be nice. Yeah. <laughs> and then, no, and then that's, that's so real. <laughs> but so I say lady, because I, I, I don't, I, I don't want to offend you. Uh, when it like, I, I try to make the situation as, as, as uh, palpable and comfortable as possible. Um, like, I, I don't know if, uh, Abaddon told you how we had everything going on, uh, last week, but it, it. I definitely wanted people to make friends. Uh, did she tell you everything that we had going on behind the scenes?
1: Um, a little bit. I didn't get too much detail, though.
0: Yeah. Uh. Well, I uh, I had Lilith come uh, Lilith come hang out.
1: Yes. 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 Yes.
0: I had Lilith come hang out, and it was because I wanted her to have some quality time, and because she has shown me that she is hungry as a motherfucker. She's- oh yeah,
1: she's great. Her attitude and everything. Like she's she's busting her ass. She's, she's
0: awesome. And Go, she's a sweetheart going to shows. She's not even booked for Not even like hoping that she might get put on the card last minute, helping out with everything, putting everyone over, making these long ass drives to Utah, uh, all that good stuff. Um, it, it, it makes me happy that you guys have, uh, really, uh, hopefully I, I'm getting a, a, a decent reputation in, in town, but again, it's, it's, it's not about me. It's about you guys. And again, when it comes to ladies wrestling, thank you for clarifying that for me. Uh, when it comes down to locker room situations, uh, I'm curious because, um, did you hear about everything that happened with Tessa Blanchard?
1: Yes. Yes, I did.
0: Now that, that confused me for, on a, on a lot of different levels. Number one, because it happened coincidentally the day before she was about to go over. Yep. Uh, the fact that, Sammy Callahan was – everyone knew she was going to get put over. That Sammy right. Callahan, an infamous, infamous son of a bitch slash infamously nice take care of the boys behind the scenes guy was putting over uh, a lady wrestler <laughs> for, for for the championship. Number right. three, she gets accused of spitting in a, a, a black woman's face and calling her the N-word. Yeah. Now, I saw how Twitter blew up and – I was torn because I don't want to believe. I'm not one of those people that hears a bad story. Ooh, like, come on, tell me that you got some footage of it. <laughs> right. I don't want to see her get damned or, or doomed forever. Cause there's, but there was a lot of people like I was there.
1: <laughs> yeah. I that's was, the thing is like, cause she's so good, man. She like, when you talk about it, like she has it in spades. It's just, it's amazing. But it's one of those things too where it's like no matter like what time it comes out, like the boys talk. Right. And like the boys talk is a very real phrase for for wrestling, Correct. you know? Uh the boys talk and 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 it, unfortunately it's not like just one person said it, like people were coming out from all places about, you know, and I'm just like, ooh. That is that's that's rough. It's not a good look, you know. It's 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 frustrating because, like I said, she's so
0: talented, right? And I'm not trying to put you on the spot to make your decision whether or not whether or not what happened happened. That's not what I'm trying to get at. How did it make you feel as as a wrestler and as a woman? (sighs)
1: see, that's that's hard. So so the thing I don't like that's unfortunate about being a a female female wrestler, female just in general. It's so it's kind of like so in um. In the professional world, if you send a strongly worded email, and you're uh, you're a guy, a lot of times it's it's thought of as assertive or right. aggressive. If you're a female, it gets looked at as bitchy, right? Right. Um, and and that's unfortunately, I mean, I've worked in oil and gas the last five years, and, and industrial sales the last two. Uh, it's it's very it's a very very real double standard, um, and. You hate to see it, uh, but so with with re- wrestling and with this thing that happened on Twitter, you know it's hard because you want to take everything as all equal. And if you see guys speaking out against another guy saying, "Hey, he was like this in the locker room," this is what was happening. Right. A lot of times, it's it's gonna be taken at face value, no matter when that comes out. I Agreed. mean, people might be like raising an eyebrow, like, "Oh, this." You're gonna have a title. This guy has a title match tomorrow. Like, really, dude? Um, but also, I don't think guys have the same level of of fear of expressing. Like, were that what they would have just sat on that information? Um, I feel like someone would, it would have already been talked about. Um, with women, you ha- you're constantly you're constantly under the fear that if you say any of these things, you're gonna be thought of as catty or bitchy or trying to stir up drama. All these things that um, you know kind of, you know, not force you, but they, they really push you to keep your, your, you know, your hands tied and your mouth shut. Um, and that's one thing that a lot of people were kind of saying in, in, in comments to the, the Twitter remarks, whether, whether it happened or not. I mean, people saying, Oh, she's just be, you know, she's just, uh, you know, being bitchy and jealous that, you know, Tessa is getting this opportunity, but that's, that's a thing. It's like, you can throw the jealousy thing at guys, but it's frustrating to see that. And I'll, again, I think no matter who is in the locker room, I think that's that's a big piece of like while well, you'll see women keep silent about stuff about locker room bullies right. um, because they don't want to be thought of as you know trying to just cause a scene or being jealous or bitchy or any of these other things.
0: Now, we're in a really odd cancel culture environment right now, and I, I really detest that because uh, I find it um – I find it to be irrational as a human being because we're humans. We're made to fuck up. We smoke. We drink. We tell ya, yeah, brother. We, we 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 hook up with our ex girlfriends or boyfriends. It's it's not in our best. It's not always in our best nature. How would you have felt if? Okay, because one thing I know is that Tessa did go to Callus and all the higher ups and like, "Dude, this is happening right now." Instead of try to hide it like the way Enzo did with whatever that was. Um How would you have felt if Tessa had made a statement and said, I said it, I did it, I fucked up, I'm so ashamed of what I did, I probably don't deserve this belt right now and I would very much like some forgiveness even if I don't deserve it and I'm going to do everything to work to be a better person and to make up for that. How would you have felt as a wrestler and as a woman if she had made that statement?
1: (sighs) So that's tricky because you have to look at you know in a couple of different ways. Because on one hand, yeah, that's the right way to address it to the media and to the public. But personally, I'm I wouldn't take that seriously unless that comment had already been made to me before, probably multiple times before all the media statements. So it's a political I, thing, a, right?
0: Okay. Right, okay. Loud and clear. Loud and clear. Okay. Yeah. How would you have How would you have felt if you were in that position? How would you have dealt with that? As
1: if, a, I Tessa, if I was Tessa?
0: No, if you were the girl that got spit on. As a locker Aww. room leader and as someone that people look up to, obviously you're helping out in the ring.
1: I would have been fucking pissed.
0: How would have you have gathered your girls together and you know got them on the right wavelength to not say the wrong things on Twitter, uh, right. not bury themselves on Facebook, not say the wrong things in the locker room, not to shoot on anybody? Right. uh are those things running through your head when when shit like this happens
1: yeah because honestly it's it's always a delicate situation i mean even you know not not to expose anything, but even within you know my year and a half wrestling those you know situations have occurred where we've had to like mitigate and figure things out and stuff like that um but but honestly, the best way to do any of that is always to <laughs> going back to the whole being a professional thing is to address it with management. It's, it's just, it's, it's tricky because in this day and age with social media, it becomes so easy to use that as an outlet. Um, And the problem is though, too, it's, you know, maybe you do take it to manage to, to management higher ups at various companies and it's not taken seriously. You know, maybe, maybe you do need the social media as a, as a backup. Um, But that's, you know, that's a, that is a side effect of, where we're at with technology and everything today. Um, so no, I, I it, that's hard because like I said, I don't know. I don't know what all was said by these girls previous to them airing their grievances on Twitter, you know? Yeah. And that's, that's, what's frustrating. is like, man, you're like, you have to question, you're like, man, was, was Tessa talked to about like all this behavior before. Did she already yeah. like apologize if it was true? You know, there's, there's just, there's a lot of sides of the story too, that you just don't know.
0: Agreed. Agreed. Uh, that's, uh, one of the, one of my favorite concept I learned when I was going to school, uh, to get my English degree was like, you have to think of it an idea like a sphere. Um, you have to look at it from every single angle to actually get like a good idea of what the sphere looks like. If you're looking at the earth, where where things are, you just don't know what's going on, what's over here and what's over there. And you got to do your best to understand everything that's going on because I'm suspicious because I question everything. And of course I found a little bit like, "Mm, it's a little too early, easy. She's up for the world title today. And now y'all want to talk some, (laughs) now y'all want to, want to say something. And then, Oh yeah, I seen that shit, and then like, oh, like there's that, and then obviously there's the the problem that she's a Blanchard, and yeah, but it, but if you look into it, he doesn't like it. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. doesn't. He do, he's not too supportive of her. Um and uh, well, there's that, and I I really appreciate you sharing that with me. How um now you're you're doing your best to protect your girls. You're doing your best to uh, well. It's funny, I wanted to mention a second ago when you are talking about like how it is here in Colorado. Um, if anyone's listening to this, uh, I smoke a lot of cigarettes and I'm outside... <laughs> and and I hear what y'all say. Um, I was at one show I'm not going to mention and it, it's not one of those like, don't you know who I am? I really don't want you to know who I am unless I'm like personally friends with you um, and I w- w- want you on the show, that sort of thing. Um, but you gotta be careful who you're, to- who like, don't just blow that dude off with long hair. That's smoking a cigarette outside. Cause I've heard some shit, man. And it really, <laughs> I've heard some it's shit. <laughs> I've, I've heard some shit and I'm like, God damn. Like, do you even give a shit? I could be, I could be a booker. I could be uh, a talent scout. I-, I could be a dude that wants to bring, uh, all of his buddies. That's going to like the hardcore wrestling. There's 30 of us and we're going to pack the crowd. And, uh, uh, yeah so uh please um don't talk shit outside to random people that are smoky cigarettes. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah no uh comment on that actually here's here's the heidi howitzer unpopular opinion um that i've I've made fairly transparent to a lot of people, but you know co- co- coming straight from the horse's mouth on a podcast, not nearly enough people in wrestling I don't care what your age is, whether you're sixteen or <laughs> yeah. Uh, whether you're 16 or whether you're 50, uh, not enough people treat wrestling like it's a like it's a business and like you're at a job or you're it's a career. Oh, yeah. um, and these are people who you know, there's plenty of people who I don't think treat it enough like this who want to do this for a. Uh, for a career I mean there's people who, you know, all different levels uh, or different interest levels, hobbies, you know, recreation all the way to hey, I want to be at I want to be the next Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh give me a hell yeah. But
0: fuck uh, that. No, I want to no. <laughs> see I want to see Heidi Halitzer. I don't want the new Heidi Halitzer. I want Heidi yeah. Halitzer. Uh, like there's like don't be the don't be the new Seth Rollins, be the new you. <laughs>
1: right right. But yeah, not enough not enough people I don't, I don't think um Treat it seriously enough, and it's it's that kind of thing. Like, okay, well, if you wouldn't talk about it at the water cooler at your office, um, where your boss could potentially walk in at any moment, or there's you know um, Nancy eavesdropping at the the door, then you probably don't want to talk about it. Correct um, at the venue.
0: Well, uh, I really appreciate you wanting to talk the business uh, so in depth with me because that's something that is. Uh, I, I want everyone to know, and it's so it's so refreshing to hear that sort of thing. And uh, each one of you guys, have, uh, wrestlers, have had one or, or like twenty different specific things that really just adds to that the great smorgasbord of why wrestling is here. I I don't treat wrestling as a as a business. I mean, it's it, knowing the business is definitely helpful, but I approach it as an art form. Oh yeah, like legit, like. I mean, I, I did art criticism for years. It, like, I'm a painter. I know what's good shit. And, but I, I, I approach it like your character. I believe in. I believe you when I see you wrestler wrestling. I believe Abaddon when I see him wrestling. I believe Big Guns when I see him wrestling. I believe Jimbo.
1: <laughs> Fuck yeah, Big Guns.
0: Yeah, and Big Guns, man. Like, oh, man, he's one of the coolest dudes I've ever met, and the nicest guys. I mean, like, way to put anyone over. That, yeah, uh, we, were,
1: uh, we were at a Nuggets game like two months ago or something, and Big Guns was the honored vet during halftime, and noise. we popped our asses off when we when they showed a when he showed up on the jumbotron. Please
0: tell me you tried to ch- get a chant going.
1: We were too busy losing our fucking minds. We're like, "Oh my god, it's big guns!" Like it's just ridiculous. Uh,
0: he deserves it, man. He deserves it. There's, there's, that's, that's. God, I love Colorado wrestling, man, because I've got friends that uh, know people in different uh, territories across the the country. And every time I tell them about Colorado, they're like, "Are you fucking serious?" And I'm like, "Yes, this is a this is a yeah, the Renaissance is happening right now. But this place right now, right here, is Mecca. Like this this is where it's happening. And I really think that Colorado can really become a, new, a wrestling state. The way people look at Chicago, when you know that Raw is going to be at Chicago, you know the crowd's going to be fucking crazy and chanting CM yeah. Punk and pissing everyone off and doing everything <laughs> they want to do because. This is their town. They know wrestling and we're, they're going to make it known. And I'm, I'm seeing that happen in Colorado, not just because I'm here and this is what I'm around all the time, but goddamn, the indie shows are packed. They're so much fun. Like the little kids are wearing your shirts. I mean, they're excited to see you. Um, and, and like, I'm sure that you're a hero to some little girls the way that Abaddon is like, some kids are worried that she's <laughs> under their bed right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, dude, like, I remember my friends, like, when I was a kid, like, being scared of The Undertaker. Like, legit yeah. scared. Who did you who, – who were your dudes when you first started watching? I mean, obviously, uh, you you started wrestling, uh, watching uh, around 2012. Uh, who were your first dudes that you really got into in 2012?
1: Okay, so when I first started watching the product, it was just straight-up WWE. Like, I was flipping through channels, and it was just, like, Raw or SmackDown, one of yeah. those, you know. And um, That's all there was. that was when – Big E, Ziggler, and AJ were in, like, a stable. I love Big E. Meat slapping meat, baby. All day long.
0: <laughs> when, um, he, when he accidentally slapped her on the way into the uh, – the, uh, Yeah. I had a gorilla. and He's like, oh, sorry, baby. So I'm just – Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the,
1: ooh, I got the mic now. That's yeah. my shit. Um, So a uh, huge Big E fan. Um. Much to most people's dismay, yes, because of that, I do have a special soft place in my heart for Dolph Ziggler, um, but, and the Ziggle Wiggle, <laughs> um, I am, uh, so I'm more like, old school tag team wrestling is my jam, um, I, up and down, like, if I could just tag team wrestle, I would be friggin' thrilled, that's that's what I love, so like, I know this one will come as a shocker, Road Warriors, Legion of Doom, Fear in Japan, the fucking Hellraiser's, Yes, 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 yes. Oh,
0: mama. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, dirty
1: Andy Dalton down in Texas tells me I'm full of shit and demolition all the way, and he likes to get a rise out of me by telling me that LOD is shit. Um, not true, Andy Dalton calling you out. Um, no, he's, he's <laughs> just
0: hoping you're going to fuck him up or try to. Yeah,
1: <laughs> that's actually true. He wanted me – he wanted uh, – he wanted to get booked in a match against me, where I just spit in his mouth, and I'm like,
0: "Cool, no, no way." Don't you usually have Andy, to pay extra for that? Yeah, <laughs> his gimmick. Um, just joking.
1: Yeah, yeah, that, that's a man who lives his fucking gimmick. <laughs> good, good dude, um, super gross, but good dude. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, so Road Warriors, um, huge Brainbusters fan. Um, Arne Anderson, I love you. How hard did um, you
0: pop? How hard did you pop it all? At all out.
1: Dude, like, so I worked, I worked extra with Abaddon in Denver, and then here this last week in Salt Lake City. And Arne Anderson is the one where I was like, I really want to go up and say hi, but I'm like, I can't. <laughs> so, <Right. laughs> I, I uh, that was one where I was like, Hi, I love you, but like from afar. Um, mm-hmm. And and on that note, again, unsurprisingly, but more modern because I love you know, Arn. Um, the revival are my boys, top guys. No shit. Um, yeah, man. Scott Dawson and Dash Wilder.
0: They've got a presence, oh. don't they?
1: Oh, they're amazing. Say yeah. 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 I I love them. Um shoot man. Uh you know, Vader all day long.
0: All um day long. Oh man. I love I love um, seeing those lists online of like wrestlers. That other wrestlers are scared to wrestle, and it's like,
1: <laughs> yeah, and, like, like who's who's the the fucking scariest dudes in the locker room? Yeah. Like, shoot, Vader yeah. is
0: like usually number two.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think like Haku's like always like right at the fucking top. Oh Jesus, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's not a man you wanna you wanna screw with. But yeah, like uh, big burly men. That seems to be my. That's that's what that's what Heidi Howitzer uh, models her her everything after really. Um, yeah, I, uh, I, I, love that. I mean, and as far as like women wrestlers, um, I, I go completely in- opposite into the spectrum. Mako Satomura is like the mo- murder mom is absolutely amazing. Um,
0: Goddamn girl. You got good taste.
1: Oh, right. <laughs> it's, it's okay. Um, no, I, I, I love her. Um, I love all like the stardom stuff. Um, at least that's what, that's what I prefer typically with my, my women's wrestling. Um, that's, that's usually the direction I lean in. So that was one thing that was really cool with, uh, AEW is getting to work with some of those girls. Cause they're fantastic. Um, not that, not that all of the American female wrestlers aren't amazing too. Um, but it's, yeah, it's just a different, different style.
0: What do you, what product do you usually watch now? Um,
1: uh, 1990s WCW Thunder.
0: <laughs> <That's> <laughs> if we're being honest. That sounds like a good ass Friday night, man. Like that's, that's one of my old school favorite memories of staying up late when I wasn't supposed to watching like uh Monday night raw on like USA and shit like that. And cause then it would immediately follow by like some like really sleazy B movies. <laughs> yes.
1: No, and, and ECW too. Old ECW is my shit. So, Oh yeah. So fun story. Um, about the extra thing, I feel like you'll enjoy, and our listeners can suffer through. Please, um, I'm a huge, huge Taz fan. Taz is Taz is the bomb. That is a thick, thick man, and I love him. Um, he's <laughs> great, did you and him? he's like he's like not that much taller than me, and like three of me wide. It's fantastic. Um, that's what I look for in a wrestler. And uh, so when um, we did we did some training before uh, before call time with like a lot of the. The women's rest, uh, roster and everything at AEW was just fantastic, and it was Dustin Rhodes and Taz who were leading things. Um, so you know, fangirling, and I was—I t- had a chance to talk to Taz for a minute, and I was telling him, you know, hey man, like, just so you know, the first singlet I had, I actually sent a picture of Taz and his ECW singlet to the seamstress and was like, make me this. Nice. Yeah, and then and so I wore that for a while until I went to a rise seminar and Soraya Knight and Mercedes Martinez told me I would. It looked like I was wearing a banana hammock. So that <laughs> then I so then I changed. Um, so so that was like I was like, hey Taz, let me tell you this story that you care nothing about, but just so you know. Um, so yeah, so that's that's a thing that happened.
0: I wasn't too keen on his commentary a uh, week and a half ago, but. He's still Taz. Oh yeah. yeah. He, he still had. He's, we still had Taz commentating on Colorado wrestling, and ah, goddamn, goddamn, we popped. Goddamn, we yeah. popped. I was, I was just so proud of y'all, man. And then learning how the process went down, and that y'all's mentors made goddamn sure you were there. I mean, like, can you ask for more?
1: No. Nah. Maybe like some Taco Bell afterwards, but
0: uh, what's your, that's, a, that's about it. What's your go-to after uh, – Like, because uh, from what I understand, uh, you can't wrestle – you can't bump on an empty stomach. I mean, What's your go-to after after match? You earned it. Meal.
1: Oh, boy. You ready. All right. So uh, typically like two cheesy gordita crunches, um, Crunchwrap Supreme, maybe a Mexican pizza. And then if I'm feeling froggy, maybe a steak quesarito. I have a physique to maintain.
0: <laughs> I'm writing this we down. I'm writing this down. I'm calling it the yeah. Howitzer.
1: <laughs> we, we eat a lot of Taco Bell in this house um, and with a copious amount of fire sauce.
0: God, nothing pisses me off more when I tell them give me extra fire sauce and there's two fucking packets in there. Like I said, one extra.
1: Oh, you want to know, know what gets Heidi Howitzer hot? Let's hear it. The bad way? All right. Nothing makes Heidi Howitzer matter than when you go through the fucking McDonald's drive-thru or Burger King drive through or Sonic Drive In where you wait for your food to come to you, which is very nice. Right. Or or fucking Jack in the Box or Water well, no, Waterburger wouldn't.
0: It's been a while. I'm, I'm from Oklahoma. Don't don't get my mouth watering for shit oh, I can't have. Man, don't do that's fucking like do, Waterburger that to me. Wouldn't do this to me. Don't Waterburger th- knows better. Don't even do so that th- to me.
1: You go through the drive thru. You get your combo meal because you're on the road and you just you just want a fucking number one, whatever. Yeah. And they give you your meal. If you assume everything's in the bag and you drive off, you have French fries and there's no fucking ketchup in the bag. Like, like who? If if you're one of those people who doesn't eat fries with ketchup, I hate you um, because I don't know how you you swallow it because you need like a nice a nice uh, salty and sweet lubrication to go with your your French fry. Um, Gotta have the lube. Yeah. Yeah. It's very important. I actually, my day job is I am a, um, automatic lubrication salesperson. So, you know, that's, that's true. That's real life.
0: You (laughs) Um, you are a lube specialist.
1: I am a lube specialist. Hell yeah. (laughs) Um, so that's weird. Uh, but yeah, drives me insane. I don't understand it. I don't, I don't like it. It makes me very upset. Um, so yeah, don't, if if I come through the drive-thru, just put the fucking ketchup in the bag, like even like two packets, I might still be salty if, like, you put, like, one packet in there that yeah, yeah, yeah. I just feel like it's out of
0: you get, you get a um, ration. You get a ration. I mean, like, at least it's there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I... Mm,
0: yeah. Gotta have ketchup, man. You know what pisses me off? There's fucking people bringing up Whataburger when I can't fucking get it when I'm hungry.
1: Dude, it's so good. It's, <laughs> I miss it so much. Oh
0: my yeah. god. Like, dude, like, everyone's all excited about in and out Burger. Fuck that noise, dude. I'm uh-huh. from Oklahoma. I want some fucking Whataburger, man.
1: Dude, yeah, we have uh, we have some friends down in Texas that sent us uh, some, like, vats of spicy ketchup, like the big giant um, bottles from H-E-B. Oh, so Shit, good. man,
0: just, just put me on FaceTime. Let me watch you eat it. That'll. Uh. I know,
1: right? Like, it's it's like, okay, well, at least if I can put spicy ketchup on stuff, then it'll be like it's kind of here. Um, for all of you poor saps who haven't had Water Burger, it's the greatest fast food establishment um, ever known to mankind, like you, the Orange and White
0: Stripes. You'll wait 20 minutes. Cool. You'll wait 20 minutes for your food when you could have cooked two steaks and you don't care.
1: Yeah, <laughs> worth it. Usually you won't have to, which is even
0: better. Monterey melt all day long. Dude, when, when – when I'm envisioning you opening the bag and not getting some ketchup for your fries or your curly fries or your onion rings, depending how squirrely you're feeling that night. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, 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 for some reason because your, the your, your profile picture, you got the purple hair. I think it Gaz from Invader Zim when she's getting interrupted playing video games. Yeah. I yeah, will exactly end the you.
1: So poor, poor Cormac battle. Uh, we were doing the drives coming back from a uh, coming back from a, uh, a show out of state, and Cormac Battle was witness to me going on a fucking rant because they didn't put ketchup in her bag. So um, that was like a twenty minute. That took like twenty minutes off of off of our drive just be just being
0: angry. Isn't um, is he that a nice process. gentleman?
1: Oh, Mac is the best.
0: The Mac attack is the best. That is a that is a sweetheart. That is someone like if he needed a kidney and posted it on Facebook like just what's your what's your blood type like you're you're that rat. yeah
1: he's one of my favorite people he's he's fantastic
0: yeah the nice gentleman I mean like uh, I brought it up in the in the last podcast and I think I'm gonna keep doing it too is when I meet good hearted people and goddamn is he a good he's a good heart and a good soul and he's a damn fine wrestler
1: oh yeah he's fantastic it's funny too because I always forget how tall he is. He's like 6'2", or something like that. Yeah. And then I like, see him in the ring with like, other big men, and I was like, oh yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Mac's, Mac's a big dude, but yeah, it's, um, I can't, yeah, say same thing as like I've said about a couple other people, I can't say enough good things about Mac, which he would be like, super embarrassed to hear, and all of that, but you know, that's one, that's
0: some of his charm. Interviewing him was like a machine gun. Like it was, question, answer, question, answer, question, it was, it was <laughs> It, it, it was so much fun interviewing him. It, 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 God, he, he treated me so well because y'all don't know me from Adam. Like, why am I doing this? Because I like wrestling and I only want to hang out with wrestlers. I was talking with a buddy at work today. Uh, not today it was a couple days ago. And he's like, what are you do for the weekend? I'm like, I'm going to go see some wrestling. And uh, what, what do you guys do? I'm like, well, I hang out with a bunch of sweaty, jacked up <laughs> chicks and dudes. We talk shit. Uh, you talk too much shit. You're gonna get slapped. Uh, food is shared. We set up the ring. More shit is talked. What type of people you hang out with, dude.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, that's like pe- anyone who like has anything to say about wrestling. That's 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 what I always tell people. I'm trying to get people to come to shows. I'm like. Just just come. Like it's it's no different than like going to the movies or going to a live show or something. It's fun. Have a couple beers, uh, you know, or whatever your poison is, eat some shitty pizza, whatever, some chips, and yell at people. Like my favorite is too, like I've had friends come and they're like, Oh, can we make noise? And I'm like, please, the more noise the more noise you make, the better. Here's a sign um, in a marker. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Like it's, that's, that's the thing with wrestling is it's so fun. It's so interactive. I mean, like I said, I, I had just been watching, I guess, a little bit. Um, and some of the guys, I, my, my two buddies, uh, I was talking about earlier. Um, I had been watching some, they found out about it and they, uh, they went to like DFW hall shows and stuff around town all the time. And they started dragging me with them. And I was like, this is a, this is a blast. This is great.
0: It's the and, life, uh, man. It's the fucking life.
1: It's it's so much fun. I mean, bad concession stand food, uh, cheap bu- bucket of beers, um, big sweaty oily men. I get to yell at and try to <laughs> and try to get to break character the whole time um, because I'm a jerk. That's my actually my favorite thing to do with Abaddon in the ring, and she hates me so much for it. Is I just try to pop her while we're wrestling, <laughs> <I> <laughs> and it's it's always great because she's like this like horrific zombie thing, I- and like so I was. I was tagging with uh, Atiba at Rackhouse against her and uh, Dustin Uric recently, and uh, we were Team Rocky Mountain Thunder Dragon. And Atiba was doing (laughs) his kung fu stuff. Worst (laughs) ever. Atiba was doing his kung fu stuff in there. I had him come out in the rad pads too. Sweet and. that's the hey. So one one thing you can always do to get yourself over if you're like kind of an asshole like me, you make yourself two pairs of your cool entrance gear, and then anytime someone's paired with you, you're like, hey, you want to do my thing? And they're always like, can I? Yes, you can. Um, so, uh, yeah, she was doing his kung fu shit, and, like, we were in the ring, like, getting ready to, like, start circling up. And I was like, oh, I can do that, too. And I started doing kung fu moves, and she just had to, like, hide in a corner for, like, a solid, like, ten seconds. It made me very happy. Just was really ha- with myself.
0: I know how to make her break. Mm-hmm. I know how to make her break. It just pops in my head. You get her in a – just a terrible, terrible head scissors and just bust ass. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, that's a terrible idea because literally almost all of my finishers involving crotch involved crotch directly to face. And so, like and retaliation farts. would be swift <laughs> and and violent. Y- y- also, Abaddon. <laughs> she's gonna hate me. Abaddon is a fear farter, so like the last person I want to like encourage that behavior from is her.
0: Uh, yeah, but I'm still saying that a good good fart will break her. <laughs>
1: It's fair. It's fair. <laughs> that'll be the final straw. That'll,
0: that'll that'll be what we what you can tell people how you can keep Abaddon from coming out from under the bed is just some raucous farts.
1: That's that's what keeps the the boogeyman away. The boogeyman. I will say I've never heard anyone burp as loud as Avidon in my life. So if you ever want to behold a thing of true splendor,
0: well, we're, we're talking about you. How, how, like, I bet, I bet, I bet, <laughs> I bet you're holding in some amazing burps right now. Cause we're, no, studying, we're, we're doing so this, weird.
1: Weird Heidi Howitzer fact. I don't think I like actually burped until I was like 21 or 22. My body just like, <laughs> didn't know what the fucking process was. However, fun other fact about Heidi Howitzer. Um, I, <laughs> this is terrible. Um, so, When I eat, sometimes I get really excited because I'm eating and I eat too fast. So I always have to have a beverage with me because if I don't, I eat too fast and then I immediately get the hiccups. So, (laughs) uh, yeah, Heidi Howitzer doesn't chew her food because I'm too excited about eating it.
0: I have two guaranteed hiccup cures. Number one, you pitch your nose and you puff your cheeks out and you blow without releasing air for like 45 seconds. Okay. If that doesn't work, fill up a glass of water and put a paper towel over it, and try to drink from it like regular through the towel. So you to waterboard yourself? It's, no, no, no. You just drink from <laughs> it. Like no, no, no. You're not upside down. You're not, you're not upside down. <laughs> you're not upside down. We're, we're not going jihadi here. I was like, no. You're recommending to me, man. Okay. So we were cool. Okay. So so you, you you turn your car on and you put a hose. <laughs> to the so end. So you take the... your lemonade. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, God, you're killing me. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hear some more kick ass uh, Halley Halzer facts. Come on. Give them coming. Oh,
1: fuck. Um, oh, so before I start, when I started billing myself as 170 pounds of grade A beef, I actually only weighed 160 pounds, but then I worked nice. myself into a shoot, and now I weigh 170 pounds. So. Um, so there's that.
0: What's your um, what's your diet? Like uh, obviously you you obviously reward well, you yourself after a kick ass match. Um, uh, I like
1: an asshole. Um, it's actually probably good. I mean, it's terrible for the economy and for lots of people that like restaurants close down for like the next eight weeks. This is bullshit.
0: It's it's driving me crazy because I used to be a server and I'm yeah, so worried.
1: I, I'm I'm so stressed out for like every like all my friends who work in the the service industry. I'm like oh fuck. But at least I can't eat out really. So that's there's that. Um so it's tricky because so uh when I was powerlifting competitively, I actually competed at uh in the one thirty-two weight class. So if you can imagine like a third of Heidi Howitz are going missing, um that's I was I was ripped, it was pretty sweet. But uh I was doing like the spinach, ground turkey, white rice, protein oh, shakes. Oh dude, so after and, and it sucks because I'd still have to water, ca- water cut to make weight because I'd probably walk around at like 138 at like 13% body fat.
0: You're doing like <laughs> and, the, the uh, high school shit like where you're like putting like eight hoodies on and jogging around for an hour and shit?
1: Yeah, yeah that was me. So I'd water fuck. cut.
0: Um, sorry, go ahead. I said, fuck, that sucks.
1: <laughs> yeah, and so I'd water cut and um, I did that for nationals and everything when I was competing. And like I, uh, I remember specifically I like, competed at nationals. And the next day I had, because they were in Vegas, I had a breakfast sandwich where the buns were cinnamon rolls.
0: Oh my. And then,
1: like, I basically just gorged myself. And then, of course, I like made myself sick because my body hadn't, like, handled, like, <laughs> I say real food. Yeah. It's actually the opposite of real food for, for like, so long. Grease. Um, yeah, but that was in 2017, and I don't think I've really ever come down off of that new dietary choice. Uh, so I, I, I travel a shit ton for work. Like, with my job, I cover, like, five states. So I am, um, I'm constantly on the road, which means, um, Cormac Battle actually told me that I should start a, uh, travel blog where I rate gas station food, which I'm kind of leaning towards, because, uh, I have become intimately familiar with, like, the taquito, and um, all of the Hot Roller foods.
0: I will give you access to my website and start a whole new tab for you to do that if you want to do that.
1: <laughs> I feel like that would actually be like relatively entertaining. Um, I'd be amused by myself, so there's that. Uh, so so yeah, I eat a lot of – I eat at gas stations more than I would like. So to give you an idea, like I have Kansas in my territory. And like between uh, basically Denver and uh, – Salida-ish, which is a good six hours. There's nothing
0: loud and clear because if you're if you're headed on uh, 35 North, you get to Salida and you make a hard left, and yeah. then you go through depressing uh, ghost towns where you pull over to pee and it's like an abandoned gas station, and you got to run awakes and you're being watched.
1: Oh, um, it's it's insane! Like I'll have one of my distributors be like, "Hey, where are you?" and I'm like, "I'm between two farms. Like I can give you I can give you an ETA, but I don't actually know." where I am and it's like I'll be like I'll text them and i like oh man I'm hungry and they're like oh just pull over and get some food uh, not that easy turns out there is an olive garden in Salina and that's probably like the first decent food stop so I'll like stop there get my glass of wine my uh, unlimited uh, breadsticks and salad that, I think we found out what Heidi Howitzer is passionate about it's food um, that's that's not a surprise though
0: also violence uh, yes <laughs> now uh, I I I, I keep meaning to ask you how did you get into competitive bodybuilding or powerlifting
1: Uh so I I was actually um I guess I was what like 25 26 so for reference I'm I'm the big 30 um and uh so it's like probably like 25 26 um and I was trying to just lose some weight um the usual and I was doing cardio and stuff and it sucked Fuck cardio man! Right. Um, all character no cardio that's my slogan uh, i uh and I had like a personal training like we started like doing some lifting stuff, and I was like, oh my gosh, like I actually enjoy this this is this is like really enjoyable, this is fun, I can notice results, and I'm not just like eating my i mean I'm still eating my feelings, but at least I can like see see a difference and um I'm one of those people where if I'm gonna do something and I enjoy it i I want to be the best at it, um, <laughs> which sucks for wrestling because not athletic or not coordinated, athletic in the strong sense. Um, but you know, competitive. So I, I always I want to be the best. So what I I I've started. Seen, I've seen how- your
0: matches. You really shouldn't be so humble. You're pretty fucking good.
1: Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, fuck the haters. Um, but yeah. So uh, I um, I I decided. Okay. Well, uh, you know, I'd like to, to I'd like to try to do a powerlifting meet. So I found myself a strength and conditioning coach, um, actually a gentleman by the name of Ed Costner, who's been a huge influence on my life. I I mean, I can't say anything but great things about Ed. He's another person who's like my height and like three of me wide. Ed used to be the strength and conditioning coach for the Spurs and like still does a lot with the uh, All Blacks uh, rugby team down in New Zealand. I actually think he's the strength and conditioning coach for like U.S. rugby now or some shit. No shit. Um,
0: That's awesome. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Ed's, Ed's, the, Ed's amazing. And, um,
0: he's the poop. so I,
1: he's the bee's knees and, um, I, I found Ed, uh, started training with him two or three times a week and, uh, started prepping for a powerlifting meet. So I did a couple powerlifting meets. Um, the way powerlifting work works is like, it's kind of, you, you never really want to do more than like probably two month two meets a year. Cause you have like a 12 week prep cycle, um, of just getting your lifts where they need to be. Uh, and I did, I did, uh, str- a couple strongman contests too. So like, so with powerlifting, I went to nationals and, did, and competed, uh, with stronglifting, stronglifting, Jesus Christ, with strongman, <laughs> it's, it's, it's 316
0: I, day, you're good, you're good.
1: <laughs> stronglifting. Um, I wish that's what I could compete in. Uh, with, with strongman, I, I also, um, I qualified for nationals. Uh, I didn't end up going cause I was like in a weird spot in my weight class where I was like, I'm not going to be competitive. And if I want to go, I want to like. Whoop some ass. Um but no, I, I I loved it a lot. I uh I did do a meet actually December before last with a uh, Severino Corrente. We did a powerlifting meet together. He actually lived at the the good brother house with me and my husband for a little bit. Um but, yeah, he's he's fantastic, another AEW superstar. Uh, so, yeah, we did a powerlifting meet together. Um, but, yeah, I haven't competed since then. I'd like to get back into it. It's just, I mean, as I'm sure you're aware, with, with wrestling, it's tricky because I feel like, God, every time I start to make progress on my lifts, like I tweak something in wrestling or something gets irritated. And it's right back to, like, not square one or anything, but it's it's hard to maintain a, uh, a steady uh, process of improvement and all that.
0: Give me an interesting idea. Um, let's say there's a young man out there that fancies himself a strong woman wrestler type. Cause I hate Barbie dolls, man. They like, uh, I've talked a bunch of times. I, I like back in the day, like, even though we saw some TNA, I didn't care about Sable. I didn't care about Trish Stratus, even though she was a good wrestler. Uh, eventually, um, Nah, give me the jumping bomb angels, brother. Exactly. How does how does a young a young man who is eyeballing uh, a a, a kick ass tough woman that you know you can't fuck with? How does one woo one of those girls? I mean, how did you, how did your husband woo you? I mean, like I mean like this is this is this is breaking ground here because y- y- it's it's regular culture. You want the Barbie doll? I never wanted the Barbie doll. And right.
1: Well. I like, I personally, it was always, well, I mean, or go ahead. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll start out. I don't want to cut you off.
0: No, 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 no. I think, I think you get the gist of what I'm going, what I'm getting at. Yeah.
1: So it's, it was tricky for me. So like dating and all of that, um, and I don't know if it's the short hair or the lifting or what, um, but like, I always was told I was intimidating, which cool, thanks um, but that means I don't I, I never got approached by men like ever um, approached by the ladies frequently the ladies love Heidi howitzer um, unfortunately you know not not my not my skis um,
0: I'll buy you a flannel shirt it'll be cool if uh, you ever get your feeling shirt
1: I mean, I did tag with uh, Bentley Powell as the Lumberjerks for a while. I, know, that's <laughs> that's um, awesome. I actually have I have plaid gear with axes on the front, so yeah. I feel so I'm, like. I'm just, I'm just. Like I said, know your audience.
0: <laughs> I feel like Lumberjerks is something I shouldn't Google.
1: Yeah, yeah, no. Um, yeah, I, so I actually want to keep working the Lumberjerk gimmick um, in a couple places. I want to get koozies made that say tics, uh, tits and axe. Um, that's that's going to be my shit. Um, but yeah, so so I you know, never really got like approached a lot by the opposite sex. I mean, never had any issues dating, but like it was always I was having to like take the lead kind of. Um but I did have a lot of ex- I had a lot of success with online dating. I mean, my husband and I met through Tinder and OKCupid. He messaged me on Tinder and I never messaged him back, but then I messaged him a month later on OKCupid. So well, About
0: how, how, does a, <laughs> how, does, how does a young lad who doesn't want some Barbie doll or some like uh, if you if you have any friends that are in the military uh, they're called the um <laughs> Yeah. How does a young lad approach an intimidating woman?
1: Oh man! If you can just treat—I mean, for me personally, I—I've always been so flattered anytime like a guy has approached me because like I said, like, uh, because of the perception of being intimidating, I was just, I, I never got approached, um, offered a buyer a drink. <laughs> like that's usually, that's usually the best, best way to go into it. I mean, it's like, it's, it's, you know, it's pretty, but past A or whatever. I don't, I don't know.
0: Like, but you're still a lady. And, yeah. Uh, you're, like, you're- that's the whole
1: thing is I still want to be treated like like a lady i would like I would like the door to be open for me and my my tuba and my football pads <laughs> like
0: yeah and it, and it, that, that's difficult and i I can see it like now i i I'm not asking for me i'm I'm talking about the 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 young lads out there that are looking for something a little bit more high quality i mean like there's nothing wrong with asking to carry your shit right
1: yeah yeah no i i um I like I said like I think a lot of it stems from like never being treated like a delicate flower like it's kind of nice to get that because I'm always one of the boys always one of the boys which don't get me wrong I love my boys um but when you're always one of the boys you never really get treated like a girl so it is it is nice and I mean I'm sure you'd like you could talk to other women they might like disagree but I mean that's that's always been like the common thing if you're always one of the boys like it's nice to occasionally be treated like you're not one of the
0: boys yeah those girls aren't going to be in my show uh uh, keep keep talking.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean that's that's very much it. Like the the more, uh, I don't know. I mean it, it it's it's tricky because again, like all the success I had, like with with dating and everything, I I leaned heavily on online dating. I can't say enough good things about online dating. That's why I tell everybody who like it's all like my friends were single or are dating, or they're like oh, I can't find anyone. I'm like. Fucking do online dating. I'm not talking like just Tinder. Tinder's cool and you can like use it to hook up and shit. But um like okay cupid, plenty of fish, all the stuff where you can actually like put in your actual interests and like what makes you tick and everything. It's like a nice little pre-screening program before you actually go out with someone. It's mm-hmm. pretty solid.
0: Likes wrestling. Loves yeah, comic I, books.
1: I think in my like in my like you should contact me if it was like you could do the ziggle wiggle. And, like, so that was my weird, like, single drop into to wrestling on that one.
0: You know what we've been calling uh, Dolph Ziggler for about eight years is uh, we've been calling him Queef Ziggler. How
1: dare you? I hate that I, guy. I that. He's the worst. <laughs> I, he only has a soft place in my heart because he was one of the first wrestlers I really started watching. I, I
0: hate the guy as a wrestler. But as a human being, goddamn is he cool. He, he, yeah. Goddamn is he cool. He's a stand-up comedian. He does everything he can to. Goddamn, can he put someone over? Yeah.
1: So that's the thing. Is that is a fucking company man right there. He can bump his ass off. And like, anytime someone's like, "Hey, we need somebody to go job to whoever in like five minutes," Dolph Ziggler's like, "Hey, I'm your boy. Agreed. Put me in, and Agreed. Agreed." Like,
0: and and what if really sold
1: a, a gimme feud, he's in no problem.
0: What really sold me on him was like, uh, and, and you mentioned this earlier about people that fuck up in the locker room. And the first thing that popped in my head was Drew McIntyre. And I've heard his story. He was an incessant prick in NXT. They fired his ass. He goes to the yep. Indies. He, he 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 wrestled Ryzen. Ryzen had nothing but great things to say about him in TNA. Then he goes back to NXT, and then boom, right to the main roster, and then. And then I, I it was one of the few times I enjoyed the the WB formula. It was like, okay, boy can wrestle, can't talk. who do you pair him yep. with? Ziggler. Fucking genius. It was awesome. Yep. It was fucking great watching him with with, with Ziggler, uh, teaching him how to be on the mic, because you could see that he was just listening, watching, listening, reacting, figuring out how he would do it himself, and then boom. That, that guy's going to be huge. I, I want him to be huge. And I love the fact, and I was thinking about that when we were talking about Tessa Blanchard in terms of someone that has a redemptive quality. Mm-hmm. And uh, Drew McIntyre, all the way. Congrats. And, hey.
1: Dude, he's – so so. Um, I worked extra talent for WWE back in February. Nice. In, uh, in Kansas. And I, I got to uh, – WWE and like AEW backstage, very different feels. Um, but like – Drew McIntyre was one of the few people who, like, kind of like would walk by and he would like acknowledge your presence as a human, but he was wearing an Umbrella Corporation shirt the entire time, and that was pretty sweet. So Drew McIntyre, also a nerd.
0: How did you feel about uh, Resident Evil Two Redo on four?
1: I haven't played it. Dude. I've, I've, I just did it back in on the, the OG PlayStation there's, where you, like, shit yourself when you're a child.
0: There's, there's a few things that happen. Uh, there's one thing in particular they took out, and I'm pissed about it. Was Remember, okay, you're walking into that first house or maybe the right. second house. You go around. Okay, so you open the door. You go to the right, and then you're turning left in the next corridor. And then, boom, zombie there, right at your throat, and there's a drag do, do you remember the drag? Like, you'd hit the button, but it wouldn't react right away.
1: Yep. Yep.
0: They because took, fuck you, Resident Evil. They took the drag out. They, re- oh. they, they remastered everything. I remember shitting my pants playing that game. Uh, or, or even like remember the fucking we, dogs? Oh, the, made me ex- shit jumping my jumping through the fucking windows! You read my goddamn mind.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I thought I was like I was really concerned. Like I was like, please don't say they took the fucking dogs jumping no. the windows out because no. I was like, this
0: is <laughs> no, not okay. No, no. The, the dogs jumping through were still there, but the, they took the drag out. It, it reacts pretty quickly. But you, you remember how it would it would drag? Like you, I hit yeah. the fucking button. <laughs> so
1: just, so I'll be so. Here's the thing, I um. So I loved, like, horror games. like So, like, uh, Parasite Eve was fucking great on PlayStation um, 1 and 2. But, like, for I think it's the graphics. I don't know. I can't play fucking scary video games anymore. Like, just straight-up horror video games on, like, newer consoles. I tried to play Dead Space, and I made it, like, five minutes in. And I'm like, ah, this is too much for me. I need, um... I need an adult, huh. uh, which is a shame because like I had like seen some other people play and I was like, this looks super cool. I want to play this. This is awesome. And then I was like, oh no, no, I can't.
0: I, I used to think I was pretty hardcore. You know, I listened to death metal. Uh, interviewed these guys before. I was drunk and high at a Slayer show and still managed in the, in the, in the pit. <laughs> um, but I was playing Doom on on the, th- on the three, mm-hmm. and um. One thing that that sucks about it is back in the day you click the button automatic reload no wrong you 're using a shotgun one two three you 're reloading manually <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: So, so, yeah, that's going be that 's going be a, a no for me you,
0: you, you got to get used to that shit right off the fucking bat and then yeah. um, so i'm i 'm still on deimos and and i 'm going around a corner and this little girl comes up. And, ah, nope. Yeah, like, like, immediate no. But, like, I'm so engrossed in the story. She's like, help me, help me, help me. And I'm like, I think I should probably help this girl against my better reasoning. (laughs) um, Well, since I'm such a, such a hero. Yeah, yeah. like, like, even though, like, in hindsight, I should have seen that shit coming, but it was so intense that it, it, like, it's literally so intense. The little girl shows up and you're like, help me, help me. And you follow her and she takes you around a corner to a dead end and then the lights turn out. And then my surround sound in my room went, we're watching you.
1: Oh, I don't like it. In, in
0: a circle. In a circle. And I I jumped five feet out of my bed. And then I'm like, okay, everything's okay. It's just the fucking sound. It was just the, – <laughs> they're fucking me. And then eight imps just teleport in the room start throwing fireballs in my face. Um I want to talk about comics because it's one of my yes. big, like dude I'm having so much fun talking to you. Um
1: <laughs> Yay.
0: How far are you in a saga? Are you caught up?
1: I'm not caught up. Um shit. I got to think about like phew. Yeah, I'm not caught up. Sorry cuz I don't e- I don't know nope, nope, where nope, I left nope, off. No,
0: nope, no, nope, no, no. Nothing to be sorry about. Nothing to be sorry about uh comics are expensive. <laughs> um Again,
1: I actually I actually um I was actually gonna I got the uh full first volume, the big hardcover one. I was actually gonna start rereading it here in this next week or two. I'm very excited about
0: it. Okay, uh how can I ask? I'm trying to I'm trying to ask you a question without ruining something, but um how did you feel when Liar Cat died?
1: Oh yeah, fuck you. Yeah, I know about that.
0: Okay. I cried. I was so fucking upset.
1: Lion, lion cat is my favorite, oh, hands down.
0: He's like I've got a I've got a a vest I wear that's got all these like makes me look hardcore. I know underground indie wrestling vest that I wear to all the shows, but mm-hmm. to let people know I know comics, I have a lion cat, liar cat pin. It's it's. I've have, almost
1: bought like so I have um I think I sent you a picture. I've got like the the pink lion cat pop that was like a special, um, or limited edition one or something like that. Yeah. But, um, and, and fucking Prince robot. Cause fuck. Yeah. But, uh, I, th- there's some like more expensive, like lion cat statuette. That's like 120 or something like that. And every I've time I'm it. like at a comic, like comic mention, I'm like, I want it, but I never, I never, uh, I never
0: can convince myself to pull the trigger on it. The first Denver comic con Well, put it in perspective. Um, I have a couple of superpowers. One, I know good hearts. Number two. I know good comics the second I see them. Same thing with wrestlers, which is why you're on the show. Um, now, when it comes down to Saga, it came out – it had been out for a week. And mm-hmm. I, I I got sick that week. So it, I was like coming in the next week to get my pulls and then I see this comic just staring at me. And I was like, I'm buying this. In fact, I'm going to buy two because my best friend who I do the comic book show on, uh, that is – uh, minefield 's co-founder, um, I called him like, "Have you heard of this new Brian K. Vaughn book?" And he's like, "Ah, fuck that guy!" <laughs> like, <laughs> what are you talking about? Like, Colin's one of those dudes. He's he's a funny he's a funny dude, and he he just wanted to get a rise out of me. I'm like, "Well, there's a new yeah. one called Saga," and he's like, "I don't care." And I'm like, "Okay, well, I'm gonna buy one extra for you," and <laughs> uh, and um, I bought two of them, and uh, I'm checking out in Dan at Speeding Bullet in uh, Norman, Oklahoma, which was my store. Um, he was like, this is the best book on the stands right now and no one's buying it. Yeah. And I was like, really? And he's like, yeah, I would highly recommend going ahead and putting this in your pools. And yeah, no questions asked, put it in my pools. Um, yeah, uh, that comic's work a lot of money right now.
1: <laughs> yeah, I bet. Well, that's, so, so my, my comic taste, I'll, so I, uh, my husband and I both, big comic book nerds. However, he likes all like, he likes a lot of the superhero ones and stuff like that. That's really not my, like, my jam, so to speak. I always typically like, like the more, um, I guess,
0: yeah.
1: And like stories, that kind of thing. Um, not that there aren't stories in comic books, but they're very like episodic more so. Um, and I, I like the big, Big arcs out of them. But yeah, like,
0: you're, I guess you're, you're a serial girl. You, you, you like you like the serials. You like Doctor Who and Firefly, don't you?
1: Yeah, my my thing is with comics is like so. I've always been a big fantasy novel nerd, and um, that's that's what I what I love. That's my big thing. Um, if I could just like be in a cabin in the middle of nowhere just reading fantasy books, I'd be a happy little happy little camper. Um, but with that, like so, I read a lot, and with comic books, it's like I almost prefer and like this kind of happened with saga i think i got caught up and they hadn't released a new um not compendium but where they still have this smaller like a, they hadn't released a new collection and i don't really like as much as i love the individual the single issues yeah for their for their artwork i i abs- I, I read them so freaking quick it just makes me like where's the next one and if they don't already have a next one i just get like I get cranky. <laughs> um, mm. So that's one thing that I run into with, with comics a lot. But, like, so, like, I mean, as far as, I guess, less, like, um... Like Saga and Why the Last Man and Sandman, I love Neil Gaiman so much. Um, But like, I do like like the the newer Red Sonja ones are great. The the artwork is amazing. Um, But that's usually what draws me in with comics. A lot of times, is like the artwork.
0: Then you Uh, then you would absolutely love all of the new, and uh, they're coming up. Each one is coming up to a a solid graphic novel with at least twelve issues. Savage Sword of Conan and Conan the Barbarian. We're talking high adventure, woman. I have them. (laughs) <laughs> we're we're yeah. high adventure. Oh my god. I mean like – I mean like I'll be sitting yeah. at work reading a book and I'm like, yes! And like people look at me like, what? Like you didn't – you're you're not reading Conan, Conan the Bear Band and I'm the weirdo? Fuck you.
1: Yeah. So I read – I actually have um – um a couple of, like, the old, first, like, so, like, Conan the Barbarian, like, the books, the little small ones. I have, like, some of the first edition copies that I picked up at, like, a comic book store for super cheap somehow with, like, oh, all nice. the original cover art and stuff.
0: Something They're super cool. Shit. That's awesome. Uh, and Saga, is uh, Prince Robot still alive?
1: Ooh, I don't remember.
0: Okay, so no. Sorry. Um, <laughs> sorry about that. Um, I, one, of, one of the things I love about Saga is... I don't like and I'm probably I'm probably gonna get some heat about this but I'm coming from a good place in my heart I don't like when they just like okay so a couple years ago in X-Men they just decided that Iceman was gay right that pissed
1: like,
0: me arbitrarily off
1: just deciding things yeah, just to, like but, for no real reason
0: that pissed me off I felt like as a member of the community I, I felt Talk down to, like, oh, you're going to read X-Men now because there's a, another gay character. <clears throat> right. And I was like, you, you're just going to turn Iceman gay just like that because someone – some asshole to me is like, we need to – we really need to cater to the gay community. So, ah, and Iceman's great now. Um, OK, fuck you. Um, give me someone that is loud and clear in, a, in their own entity. For example, uh, the characters that are in Saga. Uh, have you met right. the, the 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 bodyguard? Uh, the 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 one that the the girl figures out that you used to be a boy and, and yep. keep it down. But yeah, uh, God, yeah, that hit me right in the heart. Thank you. That's intelligent. That isn't talking down to us. What a beautiful, wonderful character.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, no, I I agree with you a hundred percent. Like that's that's one thing is is with. Um, Media and like culture and everything today, I'm all I yes inclusion all the way, but not at the expense of doing things with your characters that weren't already organically going to happen. Precisely, um,
0: precisely, precisely. Yeah, or as
1: like if it's if it's part of the story, yes. But for in a lot for a lot of intents and purposes, it's like especially comic books. Like your character doesn't necessarily need to have a, a sexuality unless you're looking at okay, like Clark Kent and like or like fucking Spider-Man and Mary Jane, you know, that whole, whole sort of shit. Like, if that's, like, because you have a love interest that's recurring in the series, okay, yes. But otherwise, doesn't
0: matter. I mean, how would you feel if you were a lesbian and you were a huge Spider-Man fan and all of a sudden they're like, oh, Mary Jane's gay now?
1: Oh, yeah. That's, like, well, the whole, like, um, WWE shit with...
0: That Lana bullshit. Uh, oh, Jesus. Uh,
1: was I don't – so I don't – I'll be honest. I don't I don't watch a ton of the WD product. I watch the pay-per-views. I read um, Brandon Stroud's Best at Work weekly, which are fantastic. He's, right he's the man.
0: He is. Um,
1: and uh, so I read those weekly. I watch clips of stuff that I want to like look at. I'll look back at ma- matches if it's something like, oh, OK, I want to go back and watch that. That keeps me from like the tedium that is a lot of the booking with like that sort of stuff. Right. Um so that's that's good. Uh but yeah, that was a nightmare. So yes, exactly like that.
0: Does that make me an asshole? I mean, like seriously, or I mean obviously you're you're being very nice to me because we're on we're we're recording. Does that make me an asshole though thinking that?
1: No, because I'm I'm right there with you. Because it it is like it's a direct parallel to like the Lana um Liv Morgan stuff. Especially that's extra upsetting what with um like uh Sonia Deville and everything actually being um uh, lesbian oh, you know well, like well, you have you have someone right there that you could use that story with And but but even, but then,
0: then, even then what a nightmare if they decided hey you're gay right so we're gonna make a lesbian storyline and we're gonna sexualize you oh I'd be fucking furious
1: yeah and then oh and then hey we aren't really gonna do anything with it Yeah. Um, that actually pertains to you that being your sexuality like they're just doing it for shock factor and um, <laughs> the thing that was like extra frustrating about it is like Liv Morgan went away to like be repackaged, right? Right. And you're like, cool, awesome. And everybody thought like she's gonna come back and it's gonna be some something different, something whatever. Okay, no, the only thing they really repackaged with her is okay, now she's now she's gay. That's but that's not a rebranding, you know, like that's either who you are as a person or or not. Whatever.
0: I, I, I I'm hating these these terms now the way I hate Lady Wrestler. I don't care yep. what's between your legs. I don't care what you do in your bedroom. Are you a nice person? Yes. You got a good heart? Yes. Then fucking do what you gotta do and let's be friends. I don't fucking that's not my business. Um when it comes down to um Nyla Rose though, I, I did have a problem with that. The only reason was because when she was fighting uh Riho for the championship, it was difficult for me to suspend my disbelief. It had nothing to do with sexuality Trans anything. It was difficult for me to believe that this six foot something beautiful woman couldn't have just picked this tiny, like 98 pounds soaking wet, throwing her 30 feet out of the ring and then waited for. Well,
1: <laughs> if it makes you feel better, I got to train with La Rose and she's actually like the same size as me. But, um, yeah, that's, so that's my whole thing with, with that whole, not even that whole arc, but, um, I'm just in general, your- it is tricky because like Rio is so small
0: just some about like, suspense of disbelief. I mean like if if yeah. if, if you saw uh James Ellsworth beat Braun Strowman, would like would you have believed that and it would have been like come on man what are you doing?
1: <laughs> no, not at all. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's that's like and that's that's um that's one thing with like WWE. They've got a lot of like monsters and stuff now. So it's like you got to pit these little guys creatively against them and then you've got a lot of the monsters that could do all the stuff your little guys could do. So it's uh yeah, it's tricky.
0: Is this your future?
1: Uh, pro-, pro, I mean, as a, as a, I'm a weekend warrior. Um, I would love to like get to work some of the bigger indie shows, that sort of thing, or like the ones that do like pre-tapes, so like uh, NWA, um, that sort of thing. Fantastic. But I've got a great-paying job that gives me all kinds of perks and benefits and,
0: And you know,
1: it's, and I'm, I'm already, if I was like 21, I'd be like, yeah, totally. But man, I'm, I'm like, I'm 30. (laughs) I got a, I got a good job and I like, uh, wrestling's a, it's a fun hobby for me.
0: What would it take to, uh, seduce you to full blown, like, like all the time?
1: Uh, with my current, to step away from my current job, like, (laughs) Like a good, like at least two hundred thousand dollars a year. Okay. So unlikely. unlikely. <laughs> as much as like, I mean, I, I, which, yeah, I'm not a, I'm, 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 yeah, <laughs> I don't know a better way to put it. Like that's uh, as as tempting as it is. Yeah, wrestling is a wrestling is a hobby for me that I enjoy a lot and that I love, but not enough to be able to do it full
0: time. Yeah, but what if like the right smart mark came along and told you, I believe you. Then
1: I would have had to been blowing some good smoke up their ass.
0: Seeing your matches, bro.
1: (laughs) I appreciate that, man. Yeah, no, uh, no, I'm, I'm definitely, like I said, I'd, I'd really love to do like some of the, the, the bigger promotions now that are doing like the, the tapings where it allows to be able to do all your other stuff on the side.
0: When you wrestle and when you go out there and you make your art, like, other than just obviously when we put on a good show and really get people going, I mean, like, w- what's behind your art? I mean, like, I honestly feel like you're looking to inspire people. I mean, you've got a good leadership quality to you, it, it's it's shining bright outside of you.
1: Well, so sometimes they yell choo-choo and I pretend I'm a train. So, so <laughs> that goes through my. So, so, the, so there's that. Um, No, uh, a lot of it is just like, so I, I have a joke with like anyone that I, I wrestle and it's, but it's really true. Um, and I like to think it's a good quality, but I normally ask them. I'm like, I'm like, you know, I, I tell people I try to do as little actual wrestling in the ring as possible. Um, or Hey, put your time to put your non-working boots on. Um, cause I mean, that's, that's what I, I, I enjoy doing the, the cheesy comedic stuff. Like that's in like making people laugh. That's that's what I get a a kick out of.
0: Yeah, but you can still throw people around and work.
1: Oh yeah. Well, <laughs> it helps when they it helps when they jump.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, how do we find you on uh online?
1: <clears throat> sure. So, on Instagram, I am at thunderdome. So, you know, two men enter, one man leaves. Um and on Twitter, I'm at thunderdome style, but there's no e in thunder. So, Thunder, so D R Stone, yeah, thunderstorm style. And then on uh, on Facebook, you can just search Heidi Howitzer, and you can find me there as well.
0: Now, uh, obviously, it's kind of difficult right now uh, with everything that's going on right now with the uh, uh, Chinese guy sneezed on me disease. Um, Sorry, that's terrible. (laughs) Jesus, (laughs) the coronavirus. Uh, Sorry, I'm not racist. I just want to get a pop out of you. Uh, Obviously, it's difficult to predict when we're going to – all of us, because I I work for Colorado Springs Wrestling. I run the sound. Um, Obviously, we're going to have some trouble figuring out when some dates are going to happen. But where do we normally find you?
1: Sure. So, now that you said that, I'm actually – I am booked for the next couple of Colorado Springs shows. So, I will be making my Colorado Springs Wrestling debut whenever that is back up and running.
0: June? June. Yes, (laughs) Yes,
1: <laughs> uh, and then um,
0: Randy's Randy's my boy. I've got a good ear to the ground.
1: Yeah, perfect. So yeah, so so I'll be there then. Um, also, uh, Lucha Libre and laughs um, book there the next couple shows. Love Lucha Libre and laughs. If you want to just have a good time, I mean, it's it's just a fun show whether you're a wrestling fan or not. Um, stand up. So if you haven't seen a, a Lucha Libre and laughs show. You've got stand up comedians who are doing uh, live commentary on the wrestling itself. And uh, former tag team champ right here. Um, but yeah, really love that nice. promotion. And uh, Respect Women's Wrestling. So, same sort of thing. Whenever that gets back up, that's at Herman's Hideaway. Uh, so, cool little dive bar in town. Um, and that's just a fun one. Again, if you haven't been, you get to be right up on the ring. Uh, if you're lucky, I'll even steal your beer. Maybe not during coronavirus season, <laughs> but um, that's usually how it goes during my matches. I right. just i the yeah uh, to the victor go the spoils um and then uh yeah, the occasional Rocky Mountain pro show those get a little tricky just because I do travel so much for work
0: um, charges, but, charges like either on Twitch or not sometimes or fight right,
1: yes, yes exactly, which so uh pretty much everything on Rocky Mountain Pro, if you want to find like a Heidi Howitzer match, if you search Heidi Howitzer versus, yeah, most of the stuff that's gonna come up is gonna be Rocky Mountain Pro um or Respect. So Triple L typically doesn't um put out their, their matches on the interwebs. Um uh, but yeah, no, um I, I do occasionally get around to like DCW in Utah. Um oh, DCW in Kansas. Yeah, yeah, I actually um, yeah,
0: that that mm, juicy, juicy, juicy like a good burger.
1: <laughs> yep, yep. Uh Tombstone Jesus is the man. He if, is uh, man,
0: the brother, the brother Smith too, man. Those guys are great.
1: Man, Tombstone Jesus is the most genuine motherfucker on the planet. Like if you want to know like, man, I don't know. He's just he's just a good guy. I I love me Tombstone Jesus. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm I'm been trying to make it around kind of out, out of state. Um, so looking to do that more this year, uh depending on how <laughs> everything with, with the current climate goes, uh, I'd like to go get down to Texas. I've got some, some good brothers and sisters down there that can help Amarillo? out with booking. So trying to get down there,
0: Amarillo or Houston, uh,
1: Houston as well as Dallas. Um, but yeah, so like Houston, I know, um, I'd like to do hurricane pro down there. Um, those guys, the pump patrol, great gimmick, by the way. Um, they started running that out of Beaumont, uh, a couple more, a couple years back. um, as well as like so, Inspire Pro in Austin would be fantastic. Uh, notes. Heavy heavy metal. Um,
0: Isn't heavy uh, metal the, in Canada? Uh,
1: no, I'm maybe I'm thinking of a different one, but yeah, know Um, I think it, they got them down in Texas. Uh, and then um, why can't I think? Uh, Kiefer Bartek just started a new newish promotion. I think it's New Texas, something like that, and. They're, uh, they're really killing it down there, too. We'd love to work for them. So, yeah, just trying to get around. Because, I mean, honestly, a lot of the, the guys who are getting uh, pushes, titles, shots, all that stuff right now are all coming out of Texas.
0: Nice. Now uh, now that we're winding down, uh, who are your homegirls, man? Give, a, give, them a, give them some love.
1: Ooh. Um, so, Abaddon, obviously. Um, Ronnie Winter. Is the bomb um, Don't let her icy demeanor fool you. She's the greatest, and uh, hopefully making a return sometime. Uh, sometime in the near future. Is uh, she
0: her- It did- did- right now, or is she just uh, taking a break?
1: She's taking a break. She she had some her 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 body was kind of cranky with her. So you know, unfortunately, yeah. that's that's kind of part par for the course with wrestling. Is you know, kind of to. I
0: hope she's doing good. Yeah,
1: yeah, Um, same thing. I mean, Simone Lockhart, like basically all the girls I've been, you know, shared a locker room with over the last year are just—we're all super tight—and I'm, I'm super thankful for them because I mean, honestly, you know, I, I've had girlfriends here and there and everything like that, but really, uh, really tight with all the girls that I've gotten to wrestle with, and it's pretty awesome.
0: Man, it has been an absolute pleasure to spend uh, some time uh speaking with you, talking shit, talking wrestling, talking comics and farting and all the good stuff and, and water burgers. <laughs> uh I, I'd like to call you friend from now on.
1: Hell yeah, man. man. Hell yeah. Just just make sure and throw your H's up the next time I see you. That's the important thing.
0: You goddamn right I will man. Uh, <laughs> sneak, sneak me into the shows. I haven't met those guys yet for Lucha Libre and laugh yet. i promise I'll buy a T shirt.
1: Dude, you're mis- that's it's such a good show. You gotta come.
0: Dude, I'm on it, man. Uh, I do my best. I I probably hit about three, four shows a month, but like, even then, it's difficult because I my my work schedule and just like yours, like you gotta protect your bread, your money maker.
1: Yeah, that's hard, man. Like, yeah, three to four already—that's a lot. Dude,
0: I couldn't. I couldn't even make it AEW.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, got, I've got like 15 AEW shirts. No exaggeration. <laughs>
1: Well it was, it was funny cuz like I like I had already bought a ticket cuz I was going to go um me and me and Ronnie Winter were going to hold down the fort and uh and make I was going to make a sign for myself and the audience so I'm that I'm that asshole. Oh uh, hell not? And then hell I, yeah. yeah and then yeah put myself over man and then um yeah and then I found out I was going to get to work extra. I was like, "Oh, cool. All right. <laughs> That'll work."
0: It was a victory for everybody, man.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was it was fantastic.
0: Well, hey, uh, it's been awesome having you on the show. Uh, This is Minefields, over and out. This transmission is over.